Hey ladies, it's your favorite dating coach here. Do these titles sound familiar at all? Uh, what to do until love finds you. Secrets of an irresistible woman. What are the three biggest mistakes women make in relationships? <laughs> hey, what's up ladies? So today I'm gonna show you guys 10 ways to make a guy weak for you. So how do you become a high value woman that men will never want to leave? Coming up, a year and a half ago, she said she was fat, broke, and miserable. Now she's happier than ever. How'd she do it? Get thee back to the aroma of birth. For the smells of the female body, the smells you have sought to kill with your totalitarian chemicals are the very smells of birth, the strong odors of the essence of existence. The nose that is offended by the hot perfumes of the cunt is a nose unsuited for this world and should be sniffing gold on the scrubbed streets of heaven. The vagina reeks of life and love and the infinite, etc. Oh, vagina, your salty incense, your mushroom moon musk, your deep waves of clam honey breaking against the cold steel of civilization. Vagina, draw our noses to the grindstone of ecstasy and let us die smelling what we did when we were born. Welcome to <laughs> Land Your Man. <laughs> That's an opener. That's an opener. That is from uh, Even Cowgirls Get the Blues by Tom Robbins, and that's one of my favorite quotes ever, having done the vagina monologues for 19 years now. Slam, honey. <laughs> Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm good. Hi, Carla. Welcome to Land Your Man. Thank you so much. <laughs> you guys, this week we have another special guest host. Laura Kaplan is with us. Hi. <laughs> she is Long-time a long-time fan. Yes, yeah, she's a fan and a friend and a journalist and a mom and, and an actress. And what else? My God. Tell it. So now you tell no, us who you tell. about it, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first off, I should say I've, I've listened to this show since you launched originally because you're my friend and I was like just curious to what you sounded like as, as a podcast host but then I found myself really getting into it and was super excited for the second season and um, it's the kind of thing where like you're always listening and you think what would I say if I was on this show like what would I contribute and uh, so I'm, I'm very flattered and honored that you invited me so my qualifications. Yeah, tell it just a little bio. Well, I've had sex before. Perfect. Uh -huh, That's yeah. perfect. Um, you have landed a man. I've, I've, yeah, yes, I guess I have been known to land a man. Yes, yes. Probably more than um, one, I'm assuming. Yeah, There's been a few. Handful, and yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I've been um, single parenting for a little over a year now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also in the dating world for a little over a year now, about a year. And that, this new foray into the dating world came after um, a, about 13, 14 year relationship, a marriage, which is mm -hmm. now unfortunately, um, we're in the process of getting a divorce. So that yes. is sad. So it's an interesting layering of experiences of, you know, sometimes I'm a mom and I'm dealing with uh, kind of saying goodbye to this very beautiful relationship, or at least you know, kind of fostering a transition of it. Right. And then also rediscovering myself as a person outside of the marriage and outside of being a mom. 
Um, yeah, also, 13 years is a long time yeah. to be with another person and yeah. then to, yeah. to not be. That's... Yeah, yeah, it is a little jarring. It's um, not always great, but it has been overall a, a good experience, this sort of rediscovery. And I've tried to see it as an opportunity and like an adventure in dating. And also there were no like dating apps when I mm-hmm. dated a decade plus ago. So that's been interesting. Yeah, that was my situation. I yeah. came out of a seven-year relationship in... Uh-huh directly into dating app land and, and it was like a yeah totally new language <laughs> and yeah so navigating that and learning about that and um my um what i've wanted and my preferences has changed as i like discovered more i, I kind of went in thinking i don't want a boyfriend i don't want a relationship i'm never getting married again mm-hmm. and that has like slowly you know changed a little bit because I don't know. You get burned out. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, kind of where I'm at right now. Tell me, uh, I'm curious what apps you tried. The only one, because mm-hmm. I had a friend, <clears throat> I had a friend um, show me, at the very beginning when I was starting to think, oh, maybe I could start dating again, I had a friend show me Hinge <clears throat> and okay. took me through that, and it seemed simple enough and clean and, and basic information. And so I'm like, I've only ever done that. And I deleted it once from my phone because I found that I kept going on and I was very rarely excited. I kept going on thinking it was when I was bored or depressed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd be excited and I'd start conversations. But I, I I recently deleted it actually. I was I was like in the mood. I was thinking just, I'm done. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I just want to, I don't know, go to a bar. I'm just meet someone or something (laughs) until someone trips on me Um, i've never tried that that's actually not a bad idea i haven't either i don't know i was going to but then um this gentleman popped up right like literally the night i was going to delete this thing and popped up and turned out to be lovely and i'm still seeing him and and oh my god that's a different experience that's a happy that's exciting right that makes me happy yeah i should tell the hinge people yeah you should i'll ha- i'll hashtag them there you go. they'll know yeah, they'll know yeah. they all listen but i haven't done any of the others and until so like yeah. bumble has kind of interested me but uh-huh. i don't know just in general i don't i don't think anyone likes the dating apps do they i don't know i think so what i have kind of found so i did hinge too and everybody was like oh no hinge is kind of like if you're really looking for a real relationship it's kind of a step above it's you know mm-hmm. I saw a lot of the same guys that are on mm-hmm. all the other apps. Mm-hmm. They're all holding fish. Exactly. They're all rock climbing. Yes, or their gym selfies, or, mm-hmm. you know, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, you just, you're seeing the same thing over and over. And it, for me, it, it kills the uh, spontaneity of meeting someone. It's like, I've already made judgments about someone when I see their picture and their profile that, aren't fair Mm -hmm. when you meet somebody in real life you might just immediately feel an attraction that i think Mm -hmm. the i think the app is stealing that from us uh as as just as people Mm -hmm. in general Mm -hmm. i frequently am thinking when i meet someone i think i am attracted to you i imagine that if i saw your photos as as you know just the five photos in a hinge profile i don't think i would be like seeing you moving around in real life talking it's the whole package and you're frequently not just attracted to just a still 2d photo exactly you know so exactly 
so, but I will say because I know that now I'm a little bit more open to who I mm-hmm. am a, am drawn to or who I would like swipe on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do, so I do Bumble now pretty regularly and that's the only app that I'm on. And I like it because it's, I get to initiate the conversation. Mm-hmm. So if I match with somebody, then I can, you know, say hello. I don't like that I only have 24 hours and they only have 24 hours to respond mm. and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can upgrade and then, you know, pay to, to keep them in your queue or whatever. Mm-hmm. But life is busy. So that's one thing about the app yeah. that I feel like they should change it to. And I get the time period and I like it, but it should be like 48 hours or 72. I think a day is mm-hmm. not everybody's on the app every day. People have lives, you yeah, know. And we, I also found that I was... It was one of just one more app. Yes. I would do Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Hinge. Yes. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And Uh if I'm really desperate, maybe LinkedIn or something. (laughs) Those are my apps. And so I was just so sick of flipping around and being on my phone all the time. That was another big reason. Like, this is just another thing to look at. And then I feel like nothing really, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, but I was interested in Bumble because I know it's like f- women run, and I've heard mm-hmm. interviews with the two founders, and mm-hmm. it, it, I, I real, I like the premise. Like, I yeah. kind of support that idea. No, I do too. I love it, and I will say this too, though it is hard when you're initiating. It's there's this pressure to be original or to say something really funny, or you know. So I've I've been playing with that, and I've been saying really outlandish things just to get people's attention because if you just say hi i'm carla Mm -hmm. you know i messaged this one guy and he said in his thing that he liked to cuddle and i said i'm the national cuddling champion i i've won three medals in cuddling we spoke for a little bit but then we stopped it just didn't go any further but he responded and sometimes you know it's Mm -hmm. like if you just say hi how are you? It's nice to meet or whatever. When you match, they just don't respond. It's, you know, but if you say something kind of kooky or something, for some reason it gets their attention. And isn't that like a weird, I mean, I get that totally. Mm -hmm. And like, I've, I've fallen for that too. So it just has an interesting line. Yes. I also, I will say like with hinge, because I was kind of, um, pulling back from it and I wasn't, I decided at one point I'm not going to initiate ever. Like I will, I'm only going to be, I'm only going to look at people who express interest in me mm-hmm. because I am just at this point not interested in chasing, you know, yeah. and I think yeah. there's some Fair laziness enough. on that part, but that meant that everyone that I was looking at, I, okay, well, I know that there's some interest on that part and I can kind of kick back a bit and not have to. Right. <laughs> and not have to do the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is great. But I mean, even in, with Bumble, I feel like once you make the initial contact, usually the man will will take over and kind of be mm-hmm. you know more responsive or whatever but yeah i don't know i'm just kind of right now though i'm i'm taking a break because i had been chatting with this guy that i met a couple months ago really enjoying our conversations and he's up in san francisco and we were he's younger than me mm-hmm. and i've been i've been listening yes I've yes he's, he's polyamorous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was going great and then one night we were text we we're kind of like you know sexy chatting mm-hmm. sexting. and i said what are you like in bed 
you know, because we didn't sleep together. We fooled around, but we didn't sleep. And he said, brutal. And I said, okay. what does but, that yeah, what mean? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, I like to degrade women. Oh, oh, oh. Hmm. And yeah. I immediately lost interest because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm into S&M. Mm-hmm. Or I like submissive or I like dominating. Sure. Or, fine. Mm-hmm. But you like to degrade women? Interesting that that is what he opened with. I mean, so on the one hand. Right? You know, if you're two consenting adults and you're, I don't know, but that's an interest. It's interesting that he felt comfortable enough to tell you that. It would have been a lot easier to say, I like, uh, you know, S&M. Yeah. You know, I like, or I like tying people up, right? You know, because that's like a lot more acceptable, but. Well, right. I'm into, you know, but I just thought, well, that's such a specific thing to say. And I'm not into being degraded at all. And some people totally are. Some people (laughs) are. And and they're they're like proud, you know, leaders of the community, Mm -hmm. feminists and everything. And it's like, totally, if that's the agreement that you have with your partner and you're both cool with it, then great. Right. But that's just an interesting one to open with. Yeah. It Um, just, it felt, I don't know, it immediately felt like, uh, that's not my Mm -hmm. thing at all. And so... I just, we just kind of stopped chatting oh, because, yeah, I was too. I was too because I was really enjoying him. But I thought, you know, he's younger. Mm-hmm. He's up there. I'm here. Right. And I just thought, I'm, I don't want to pursue this if, you know, mm-hmm. I really need to meet somebody here. Mm-hmm. I really want to date somebody that's local and that has time to spend. And it was a nice fantasy for a while. Totally. But yeah, after he said that, I just, I, and I told him, I said, and I've immediately lost interest. Like, just like wow. that. So I was what, like, how did he respond? He said, what's the big deal? It's just what I'm into. Oh, well, but it's not like. And I get that. And that's fine. That's what you're into. Right. I get, I totally, I think it's one of those things where you both, have to want it. It's it's kind of the kind of thing where it's like, I was thinking about this recently, about this whole like BDSM thing. It's like, it really works best if both of you, that's what both of you want. If it's a request from one person and then the other person kind of placates the other, like if you were to be like, all right, fine, you can call me a slut, but you're not really into it. Right, right. Well, like it seems like he wouldn't be as into it knowing that you're kind of just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it felt, too, like it needed to be more of a discussion. The way he just kind of sprung mm-hmm. it on me, I was like, ew. And uh, I I was seeing a guy who was really open about it, but it was in a way that he said, I'm kind of interested in exploring more things outside of the box. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that, to me, was, you know, oh, okay, you want to do some kinky stuff. Fine, let's. Let's talk about what that is. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. But when it's like, I'm brutal, I like to degrade women. To me, that's just yeah. violence. Yeah. It suggests violence. And I, I just, I'm not into that. And where is that coming from, too? Like, again, I don't want to judge people's kink. But I, I do question, if that's your opener, if that's your hate, this is what I'm into, mm-hmm. take it or leave it. I do sort of question just where it is. Degrade women in general. Yeah, I guess it concerns me to know that part, you know, and I'm I'm making assumptions here because uh, it's more of a generalization, but I'm going to say it because I think men, I know a lot of pornography is very violent Mm -hmm. toward women. Mm -hmm. Very, like, you know, forced, forced sexual situations, forced you know, uh, head, like forced blowjobs, forced anal, like all this stuff that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, the gagging. And 
when I watch it, it repels me. I mean, it just, it, I can't stand it. But if when a man's watching it, if that turns them on, I'm just, I don't understand. It concerns me that they enjoy watching women being forced, you know. Because it's one thing when it's consensual and you know, and, and you, you're in the room with the person and you, you know the limits. Mm-hmm. But some of these porns, and I, and I haven't watched a lot of them, but yeah, I have watched documentaries that's where some of these girls have been almost attacked when they've been filming and stuff. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the most popular videos out there. Yeah. And it, just as it, a generalization, it, it's worrying. It's I, I very that. worrying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is turning you on about degrading women? Like, wh- I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also so, a strange conversation to have via text. Like, I could see how, like, you guys yes. have sex and it's good and then it comes up and it's like hey this is something that could we try it you know right but but that that wasn't i guess that wasn't the relationship no it wasn't it was more casual and it was also he was younger and i feel like so many younger guys now that's all they do is text Mm -hmm. i hardly ever have a phone conversation anymore yeah it's pretty rare it is very rare and And i would remember it's like who are you, you alien? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. One guy that I was seeing, you know, he called me one night and we talked for like two and a half hours and I thought, we're definitely getting married because <laughs> yeah. we talked for two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. I haven't talked to a man on the phone in, at, at that point, it had been since my ex. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because he and I, I mean, we were long distance. We had to talk on the phone, but, right. you know, or we did FaceTime. The vast majority is just texting. But I saw a guy briefly we would uh video chat mm-hmm. and that is typically how we would talk at like the height of our it was very casual yeah but um that was such an interesting thing and when we stopped seeing each other i found that it was harder to get over him i think because there was that intimacy and vulnerability and like letting each other into each other's lives like that and totally. doing things and it just kind of made me think like if if if, the, if you've established from the get-go this is a casual thing you know, how often and how do you want to be communicating? I think that's something good to just think about from the get-go. Absolutely. And too, like, we're animals. So I wonder how it affects us when we think, so we're, we're, we have a visual of a person. Mm -hmm. So your mind is probably telling you, you, this person is present, you're having a really, but they're not really there. Right. They're not really there. Their mm-hmm. presence is not there. So I, I've always been curious about how that's working nowadays too. Because uh-huh. I feel like younger, gen- to me, I think texts are passive. I don't take them as serious. I don't see them as any kind of agreement or like, you know, I mean, I'll meet you at the farmer's market is one thing. But when you start getting into relationship stuff, I don't take that seriously in a text mm-hmm. as much as I feel like younger people, that's how they communicate. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's as good as me sitting here talking with you like this. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's not. Text yeah. is very just passive. Like, you're, it, to me, it's just a communication of like where are we going to meet yeah. what are we going to do you know you it's don't for logistics. yeah so i mean if it's yeah if it's a serious discussion like obviously you should be talking in person you know but i just yeah. think it's less and less common and i think that people now are are fine with having these heart to hearts over text messages or facebook messenger yeah and so many people are terrified of catching feelings and so it keeps mm-hmm. you at arm's length you know kind of systematically yes and so yeah yeah 
I guess it depends on what you want to get out of it. Yeah. I also think people are scared of confrontation. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's yeah. so much easier now to be yeah. like, out. Oh. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And also then you get to think about what you want to say. Mm-hmm. and Exactly. Google how to spell that. At least I don't, you know. Yeah, right. And, um... Yeah, if you're talking on the phone, it's like, what if we run out of things to talk about? Mm-hmm. Which is very possible. Totally. Be like a, more like a date. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Two techniques, one program, endless possibilities. The Meisner Chekhov Integrated Studio is the only acting training program of its kind in San Diego. Led by master teachers Lisa Berger, Jeffrey Ingman, and Liz Shipman, classes are offered in eight-week sessions, seminars, intensives, and weekend workshops. For more information, email mcitstudio at gmail.com or visit mcitstudio.weebly.com. Looking for a little more laughter in your life? Or maybe even a little more courage? Finest City Improv is the place to laugh it out, with shows four nights a week, plus comedy classes for all levels. Come join us at Finest City Improv in San Diego. So anyway, talking about serious discussions, we're going to talk about the book, which is the whole reason why I read that quote Mm. from Even Cowgirls Get the Blues, because our book this week is called She Comes First Mm -hmm. by Dr. Ian Kerner, Ph.D., and uh, it is the thinking man's guide to pleasuring a woman. And by pleasuring a woman, he means going downtown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a good way to pleasure a woman. It's not the only way. Not the it. only way, mm-hmm. but a good way. Mm-hmm. So that was one of my issues with the book, is that he says a lot. I mean, I feel like his overall thesis is that this is the only way to make a woman come Mm -hmm. is through cunnilingus Mm -hmm. which i have proof that that's not the only way (laughs) it's a great way i'm not saying don't yeah but there are other ways i think it's it's a good thing to be confident about and to know how to do yes and so if you want to do that, read this book because book. it goes into a lot of detail. So uh, Dr. Ian Kerner is a licensed psychotherapist and nationally recognized sexuality counselor. And he specializes in sex therapy, couples therapy, and he works with individuals on relational issues. So basically, you know, he's a sex therapist, couples therapist. I feel like based on that information and based on what we know about this book but not based on any personal experience that i've had he's qualified to write this book Mm -hmm. he gets the check of approval exactly exactly and he's married Mm -hmm. as you brought up before when our first recording (laughs) got deleted which i'm not going to even talk about it but anyway yeah, you said something funny about his wife. What were you saying? Well, I just, I, that was one of the first things I thought about when I saw that this dude had written such a detailed manual right. on how to go down. He must have practiced, right? I mean, he it says he's married with two sons, and I, I don't know the parameters of their marriage, uh-huh. but I imagine this woman got a lot of that, helped him with a lot of that book research. She had to have. She had to she have. must be just... Yeah. She must be very satisfied. Maybe she's exhausted. Yeah. I don't know. She just stays in bed all day. 
but the way he the way he like builds this up as this is the thing and you can be just as turned on and satisfied as she is yeah i mean the, yeah he must have also been building off the feedback that she was giving him so i imagine she's fine with this yeah no i imagine she's definitely i would i would be fine with it <laughs> Um, and I agree with that because I know when I'm giving head to a man, I get extremely turned on. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I feel like if a guy invests his time and energy into that too, they can have just as much fun. But I think the thing about cunnilingus is that you either love it or you hate it. Hmm. I bet there's people who are like, would do it if I'm sure there's a gray area I'm sure there's an in-between but I feel like that this is a situation where a man could be easily scarred for life if they try no like if if it's an ungroomed situation Mm -hmm. if it's not clean if it's you know what I mean I I feel like it can it could be bad I am mad. I guess so. I guess so. I think also, as this, as you can get from this book, like, it's a bit of a mystery if you don't have a little bit of understanding before you dive down. Yes. And so, like, I think if you're giving a penis owner head, mm-hmm. um, seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's straightforward and. Uh, and it's all out a there. Porn reference. It's true. There's or, plenty. Oh, basically, how you do it. Yes. You know. Yes. Um. Not so much with this, and it's so internal and it's so hidden away. Mm-hmm. And so I could totally see how someone would think like, oh, I'm just not going to do it because like I don't have the confidence. You know, I just don't totally. Or I'll do it a little bit just to kind of give you know give her the idea that I I did it. But so maybe there's just like it's just an ignorance and kind of ambivalence. But mm-hmm. hey, if you're if you are in that category, this is the book for you. Definitely, oh. definitely. So basically, um, he kind so he kind of touches on the fact that the male orgasm is such it, it's the beginning and the end mm-hmm. of of the sex act, and it's you know he says it's indispensable and highly and highly valued by society not so much the females mm-hmm. you know which i've found to be true oh, yeah <laughs> oh yeah <clears throat> yeah um and I, I think it depends on what you want out of the experience like if you go into it kind of i don't know not wanting to mm, ah, i don't know if i want to say that i was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> If, if, if you're going into it not wanting to get that emotionally close with the person, mm-hmm. for me personally, mm-hmm. I am fine not getting as much pleasure as I would expect in a committed relationship. I know that I would get more into a person and more um, connected emotionally and physically if I reach orgasm. And so actually I'm fine. Absolutely. But it, again, it depends on what you want, you know. And no. I totally see how people would be like, well, I want it all the time. <clears throat> yeah. You know? No, and I so I will speak to that, something personal. Uh I had ha- I had a hysterectomy. And prior to hysterectomy, I had a tipped uterus. Mm-hmm. So for years having sex was painful. Also, I could not have a vaginal orgasm. 
And, you know, some people don't even know that you can have a clitoral and and or a vaginal orgasm. But I couldn't have one because it hurt so bad. Yeah, it's very rare. It's difficult. But after my hysterectomy, sex now is no longer painful for me. Now it's very enjoyable. Wow. But there was a guy that I slept with right after my hysterectomy that I had my first ever vaginal orgasm with really absolutely wow absolutely that's great and you know it happened a couple times and so yeah i became very attached to him very quickly Mm -hmm. wanting to like you know bury him in my backyard no i'm just (laughs) i just wanted him around (laughs) well right no i just like keep him back there you know Uh what i mean so he can't leave. But um you say bury him or marry him? Bury him. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, like put him in a box and keep him back there and then we'll dig him out when I you know. Oh, I see. He's not dead. Okay. Yeah, okay. no, he's not dead. All he's right. still okay. alive. Okay. Um he just can't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no, it makes sense. I wanted full access. Yeah. No, it absolutely makes a difference. Absolutely. Not ever having had one with a man. I had had one on my own, mm-hmm. but it definitely made me feel more into him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. My experience too. And so usually if I leave a situation and I haven't come, but it was, you know, this is not my situation now, but, and it was with someone that I did not want to develop feelings for. Mm-hmm. I was fine. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, well, yeah. mm-hmm. well next. Burn some calories. Have fun. This was a funny quote about the book. It says, as women everywhere will attest, men are ill clitorate. I like that. <laughs> ill clitorate. Uh, most guys know more about what's under the hood of a car than under the hood of a clitoris. And so I think why I really mostly liked this book is because it talks about a woman's body and how it works and what makes it tick. And yes, in the terms of sexual pleasure, but also just how our bodies work, how they get turned on, how we go from A to B, you know, and how you can literally walk us through that, (laughs) you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking as I was reading it, um, this this is good for anyone who has any interest in pleasing a person. With a vagina. Yeah. And that might be you, yourself. And, and and you could, like, read this and then, like, know what to ask for. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking as, like, ask myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, it, yeah, this is good for, like, really everyone to know. Unless you never want to get near a vagina, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's good information. And and it starts out being, like, a little uh, science coursey. Yeah, you know, with it the, is. With anatomy. And it was good to know. There's 18 different parts of the clitoris. I know. What? I know. 18? I knew that there were 8,000 nerve fibers in the clitoris because of the vagina monologues, but I did not know that there are 18 parts of the clitoris. Like, that's crazy. And if you've never seen, like, that 3D model of, like, what it is, like, the the limbs and arms and branches within, Uh it's a little crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like some kind of... But think about shit. what it does. And it's all—it's the only organ in the male or female body that is only there for pleasure. Mm-hmm. That's, it, that's its sole purpose, mm-hmm. is that it gives the woman pleasure. It has no other purpose, yeah. you know? This is what makes me really devastated about women who have to go f- through female circumcision. Mm-hmm. 
the fact that, you know, we live in a culture that already wants to sort of, you know, um, legislate our bodies and tell us what, but there's, there, you know, there are entire communities where they literally cut out a woman's clitoris so mm-hmm. that she cannot experience sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. That's how powerful it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the ultimate, like, well, you don't need this because you're not, you're not seen as someone who deserves this or right. needs this. Or, or we're going to take this away from you because the power it gives you is that, A, you don't need me to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and B, you might want to seek it out with more than one partner. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like there's just so many reasons for it. And it may, you know, it's like makes us voodoo women in some cultures if they still have their clitoris. It's mm-hmm. just, it's crazy to me. It's just, it's insane. I'm, you know? I'm very appreciative of my state of being a voodoo woman. Right now. Me too. I mean, it makes you. It does make you appreciate just the fact that, like, we're in a society where we can read this book and talk about it, and you know, yeah, it really does. No, it's a pretty black and white picture. Yeah, it does, and I I think that it's it's a great book for men and women. Um, I, so it talks about why he wrote the book. And I found this article, this is from New York Magazine, and it so this book was written in 2004. So it's a little dated, but not really, because I think people are still... Bodies haven't changed that much. No, bodies haven't changed that much. And so... Um, so he's named some of his licks, yes. which I think is hilarious. So yeah. there's the Elvis Presley Snarl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Gum Against Clitoris Lip Up. If you want to try these at home, yeah. uh, the Jackson Pollock lick, that's broad strokes with pinpoint targeted precision. Rope a dope. This is crazy. <laughs> this is, this was described to me. I, uh-huh. But yes, it's just, if I'm understanding this correctly, mm-hmm. this is like uh, the giver, like basically like collapses between your legs and uh-huh. and like fakes their own death or pretends to go to sleep uh-huh. and then when you like are like hey are you still down there they like all of a sudden start going really really hard and fast and strong Ooh. and it's like and I, and I guess you just repeat that they keep uh-huh. just collapsing and t- so it's like a, a, a tease I guess but I'm I love a that boxing person uh-huh. but I guess that's it's a boxing joke. yeah it says in honor of the Thrilla in Manila there you go let her push and grind and then spring back with a strong stroke. It's a Manny Pacquiao thing because Manny Pacquiao wants to pleasure women. That's right. I love it. Uh, I don't love this. He says sex doesn't make women come. Oral sex does. Uh, I don't agree with that. Well, yeah. No. That's not true. Fellas, that's wrong. Uh, oral sex does make women come. Absolutely. But sex does too. Yeah. And I mean, sex is great. And, and also, I think that coming in general male or female or everything in between doesn't have to be the be all and end all there are so many different ways of orgasming or i'm sorry not orgasming there's so many different ways of just enjoying the experience and you might be like at the very about to get to that point for a very very long time yes and that could be just as pleasurable absolutely as hitting that point and then falling and then it's you know yeah so there's so many different ways to um, mark this as successful. So this is, that should be mm-hmm. thrown out there too. Yeah. And I mean, I just, that's, I agree with a lot of what he says, but he does sort of reiterate a lot in the book that that's how that a woman comes is through cunnilingus. Mm-hmm. And 
asserts that that's the only way. And I just, I disagree wholeheartedly. Uh, so let's see. He talks about how he was a premature ejaculator. So he was embarrassed to try and have sex. So he started giving women a lot of um, cunnilingus because he it, he was nervous about he was going to come too fast. Mm -hmm. So in doing that for a very long time, he got really skilled at it and enjoyed it and learned a lot about it. And, you know, then he becomes this like world renowned sex therapist. <laughs> and then he writes a book. So I think that's fascinating because um, I know a lot of guys who maybe are premature ejaculators who just continue to do that. You know, mm -hmm. but he kind of took control of his sexuality <clears throat> and he turned it around mm -hmm. and he, you know, took control of it. Yeah. And I think more men should be encouraged to do that. Totally. So I'll say I didn't I didn't read the book, but I was mm -hmm. it was lent to me by this fantastic person that I'm seeing and um, with notes and things underlined, which I love. Isn't that fantastic? It's amazing. So, so this guy that you're seeing gives you this book and has like highlighted sections of it. There's 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 stars. <laughs> there's like little symbols. There's things that say awesome with exclamation oh, points. Oh my god. This is just fantastic for everyone involved. Yes. So, um, <laughs> but but his point and I got his permission to mention that and everything. Yeah. But um he also said, you know, there's a certain amount of pride that you got to swallow in order to accept that, hey, there's more to learn. Mm -hmm. And this dude's not a novice to any of this. But, right. but it's just good to just refresh your skills. And, like, you never have to say, oh, I got that trick in a book. Um, this is called the Propodope, you know. Right, right. Like, you could just learn this and never tell anyone and then all of a sudden become a master. Like, doesn't that sound enticing, you know? Yeah. But it does take a little bit of... of swallowing your pride mm -hmm. whatever pride you know not that, right like, who who doesn't have more to learn i certainly have more to learn well no absolutely but i think you know i talked about this last week with nathan young he was on the show and we talked about how men are supposed to know how to please women Mm -hmm. They're supposed to know. That's right. Yeah. And They're not they, yeah. supposed to not know mm -hmm. how to do these things. Yeah. <clears throat> so the fact that, w and when I initially got this book, I assumed that it was for women. Mm hmm But it's very male-centric. And you can tell from the cover, because there's a giant <laughs> in-focus papaya. Yes. That's a papaya, right? Yeah. And then in the back, All the seeds. there's this sad, lonely little flip. Ha phased out hazed out banana yes my sister mentioned that to me she's like yeah i, I know that book that's all the sad little banana on the cover <laughs> i love you it's that's a, all you need to know that is such a sad little banana you're <laughs> right i know i didn't even notice the banana isn't that crazy yeah. you're not supposed to notice oh the banana. my god that's amazing i love it so one of the things that i highlighted in the book was a quote from napoleon to Josephine on his way back to Paris from the front, don't wash, I'm coming home. <laughs> That's why I quoted that quote at the beginning because I was with a guy, it's been a while now, but I was with this guy and he loved the smell, like loved it. <clears throat> and mo and I've always been really self-conscious about it and like like constantly using like oh you and ever yeah. yeah 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 of course and but man no he was he wanted it to be raw okay. like you know what and was it, the clam honey clam honey that's right I yes like, I, li I like that you opened with that <laughs> 
well, that this book made me think of that. And then that quote especially made me think of it because I, I think it is important to, you know, we, we do so many things to women's bodies mm-hmm. and that area of your body, it's concealed. It's uh, moist. You're moving around all day. You're sweating. You're de- it's going to get clammy. It's get, you know, things happen. And, you know, that's our natural state of our body. And people want to just, they want to sanitize everything. Mm-hmm. And it's part of, I think, part of the pleasure of sex because there is something to the smell. I mean, it's an animal thing. You know, it's, it's like a, it uh, goes back to being a caveman, you know. Mm-hmm. And we talked about cavemen plenty in season one, so. (laughs) Yeah. Plenty of cavemen. That's the nice thing about this book and it focusing so much on cunnilingus is that um, it, it, it gives it more value and I think would help with a lot of women because the biggest obstacle here, if you're on the receiving end, is some kind of sense of shame because we're freaking supposed to be shameful about everything about yeah. our bodies yeah. and so certainly this incredibly intimate act mm-hmm. would be full of that and so i think anything that helps to diminish shame when it comes to sex and trying different things and learning and becoming better at stuff is a good thing yeah absolutely no i definitely i mean honestly my only issue was the uh, with the book was his assertion that um that this is the only way that a woman can come. Otherwise, yeah. I loved it. And it's funny even that he had to make that assertion. Like, you could, the book would have been great without... He could have edited that out. Like, you don't... You didn't need to say, oh, by the way. I do think saying um, that penetration alone is not going to cut it. Right, you right. Know, in no. general. Other this things is have to happen to, to build up yeah. to that, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but I think maybe too, if maybe him being a premature ejaculator had something to do with that, even mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because maybe he felt like that's it that's not a way to make a woman come because he wasn't able to there do it. There you go. That's yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that. That's yeah. Uh, but I have been with a couple. Well, not really a couple. Maybe two men who can control who could control their orgasm. You know, they just say, "All right, now." now. Well, no, they're just like focused on the actual act and not on me coming or them coming they're just enjoying like my ex was very much about he was just in it i mean Uh it wasn't about the end yeah game and so it was yeah he was really good that's nice because then you can just enjoy all of it yeah exactly there doesn't have to be any pressure no and that's the thing he was great at foreplay and he was also great at not rushing either one of us and he Mm -hmm. and he was able to maintain his his erection that's also so important not ever feeling rushed Mm -hmm. in general i hate feeling rushed in life right the best thing you could possibly tell me is take your time yes oh my god that's my love language yes so in this case too like just not feeling at all like he wants something to happen Mm -hmm. if it doesn't happen there might be some frustration there or some disappointment like no 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 no. yeah yeah yeah. no no (laughs) we're gonna get there together uh some of the things that he talks about so he has routines in the back of the book in like the second oh oh yeah yeah right these where they're actual different routines of how to do it which i think are amazing Mm -hmm. And no one 
would waste their time by checking some of these out, I will, maybe I'll go over, let's do, uh, I don't know, let's, I'm going to pick a routine. There's like, it's a playbook. It is. It is. There's a detailed playbook. Basically, yeah. If if this were a football level team, level one, intermediate level. Yeah. Yes, let's do routine number two. So, uh, it says this routine maintains the tongue strokes of the last routine, which you'll have to read the book to find out. But also focus on integrating fingers and gums. 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 Okay. <laughs> Uh, so level. So this is the beginner, you guys. This is for the beginner. Um, the stage one is your first kiss. Stage two, I won't go into the detail details, but and stage... by first kiss, he means not on the lips. Right, no. Those the, lips. Yeah, yeah, getting, yeah, mm-hmm. getting down there. I will say, so he says that that is a long, slow tongue stroke, bottom to top, be as light and gentle as possible. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I don't. I think sometimes men with pressure don't understand how sensitive it is, mm-hmm. and the pressure sometimes is too much, yes, and it, save it hurts. Some time and energy. <clears throat> yeah, if the pressure's too much, it immediately hurts, and then it, and then I'm already like starting to feel tense. Of like, this isn't gonna feel good. Stage two is establishing rhythm. So the first stage you should do for less than a minute. The second stage, three to five minutes. Uh, Stage three, developing tension, which is five to ten minutes. Stage four, escalation, three to five minutes. Okay, so this says for this stage four, press gum or upper lip into front commissure. Continue vertical and horizontal strokes. That's like an Ikea guide. Like, <laughs> what? I don't even understand with that commissure. Well, I'm trying to imagine how I would press my gum. Yeah, gum? That confuses me. How would you do? I could think lips. Yeah. I don't know. I Okay. Hey, take this Let's as... Have to uh, absolutely. Stage five, pre-orgasm, which is a stage I enjoy, three to five minutes. And then stage six is orgasm for how long now he says less than one minute mm-hmm. please <laughs> um i i like that i like the time stamps um I, he also doesn't he say like you should anticipate doing this for up to 45 minutes yes meaning like get comfortable and get into get into a mode where this is good for you too right yeah. exactly like Let's make a day of it. Yeah. You know, let's get a picnic basket. Let's, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, I don't, right? Get comfortable, wear your sweatpants. Like, let's, <laughs> let's do this. So I enjoy, I, yes, I enjoyed that, like the actual instructions. And I think it's a fun exercise to do if you have a partner because you can kind of say, well, he, here's a step by step guide. It, there's, like, after, if you read this book, it's like, there's no excuse. Like, no. It's, and it, even you were, like, going through the abridged version. But it, yes. Like, there's so much detail. Well, no. It's, I can barely read this. Yeah. This, it's, it's, like, too much. I had to put the book down. It's a lot. And, yeah. And there's, you know, I mean, there's templates in here. There's, you know. Diagrams. Now, he calls, yeah. And he calls the actual cunnilingus, like, a kiss. You know, he, and so he's, like. We talk about the pregnant kiss and the... The scarlet kiss. The scarlet kiss. 
the protected kiss, which is, you know, obviously using protection. Uh, but no, this is, I'm, I'm just looking at the pages. There's 220 pages of how to do cunnilingus here. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is. So I'm just saying. Go with God. If you think you know it all, you don't. <sighs> this book has more pages for you to read if you think if you think you've mastered it um some okay so some of the amazon reviews are hilarious it has a 71 percent five star rating which is pretty good mm -hmm. of over 1200 reviews so this one lady who refused to identify herself she says i learned things about my body from a man <laughs> Uh, I got this book hoping my partner would be open to reading it, but before giving it to him, I read it for myself because I had serious doubts that a man could know the woman's body, especially intimately and sexually. So I read it, and I have to say, I learned things from Kerner about my own body that I didn't even know. He's really done his homework. <laughs> that's what I was saying. His wife. His yes, wife. that's what I want to know is, is what that homework was state like. Of enlightenment? What is this? <laughs> or ecstasy? Life? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this one guy is a man. I th I'm assuming that's a man. I won't say the name. But uh, one one star review said, watch porn instead. <laughs> okay. Uh, a book for anyone new to sex. Otherwise, nothing you wouldn't figure out. You could watch porn while you're doing this. You could. And the thing, I, I hate that. Maybe he knows everything. But the thing, it's like people don't. Women and men don't know everything about their bodies. So it, if you know everything, good for you. But a lot of us still have plenty to learn, mm -hmm. you know. So I just, I feel like being that dismissive about it. It's just frustrating. This guy says, not what it says it talks about, which is hilarious. Because it's very clearly talking yeah. about exactly what it talks about. Yeah. I mean, the papaya and everything. Yeah, I mean, there's a sad <laughs> banana and a papaya. <laughs> the visual. Oh, this one. My husband is reading a book. <laughs> First book my husband has read in 10 years of marriage. Yay me. So much good info and advice. He keeps saying, did you know? Which I love. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah. Even if you do know, it's like <clears throat> I appreciate the fact that now you know it too. Yeah. Yeah. When we did uh, the vagina monologues the first year at SDSU, or maybe it was the second year, I can't remember, but we did a, a contest with 91X, and they sent out one of their, like, on the street team guys. They put They sent him on a date with a random listener to come see the vagina monologues. Mm -hmm. And... He brought this girl to see the show, and he went on uh, the morning, you know, after the show with Chris Cantori, and Chris Cantori was like, so you went to see the show? Like, what's it all about? What's the hoopla? Like, what's the... And he was like, dude, I... There was so much I didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah. And he's like, like, what? What do you not know? And he's like... They were laughing, you know, he's like, what, don't, he's like, don't think you know everything either, because I know you don't, you know, and he said, um, did you know there are 8,000 nerve fibers ah. in a clitoris? I didn't know that, and that's double, 
ours, you know, and it was just, it was so funny. And the, and that was my experience over the years of doing it, of people being like, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those books where it's like, totally. wow, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know? And if you were going to only read one book <coughs> and you, you've got If you wanted to read l- one book on cuddling us. <laughs> this is the book to pick up. So I'm happy for that reviewer. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. So I think we recommend this book. Totally. Right? I have already recommended this book. <laughs> To like five or six people, men and women. Yes. Yeah, so when I reached out to you and asked you to come onto the show, and I haven't even really read the book. I know. <laughs> I know. But I loved it because I reached out and I said I would love for you to come be a, a guest, and we've got a couple of books that are coming up, and I said like two titles, and you said, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> <laughs> That book was given to me by the man I'm seeing, which I thought was the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always a nice sign when you start seeing someone. Oh, my God, it's a great sign. And they say, hey, I just picked up these two books, um, and this is one of them, and... Then you see that there's notes in the... It's just great. It's just a good, good sign. No, good sign. They, no, that is really good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. I think that you should definitely hold on to this guy Bury him while. in my backyard. Bury him in your backyard. <laughs> That's what you got to do. <laughs> That's how to do it. That's how to hold on to them. That's also probably why I haven't landed my man. <laughs> They're scared I'm going to well, bury them in my backyard. I don't have a yard. That's <laughs> true. That's a great point. I have to bury them in like a stranger's backyard. <laughs> And access them. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's the book. We highly recommend it. I don't know. I, I, I think that even if you're not in a relationship, you should mm-hmm. get this book. Yeah. yeah. If you're just a person who enjoys sex or even masturbation, there, yeah. there's, you know, there's visuals. I think people also really appreciate it if, if, if you're on the receiving end and you have an idea of what works for you and what you like, I think people really appreciate you being able to communicate that. And this book will give you the language to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on Thank to the show. It was awesome. I was having really you. flattered. My first thought was how flattering. My second thought was my parents might hear me talk about sex. Yes. Well, so. I get away with it because, sadly, both of my parents have passed away. Okay. Right. <laughs> but, I mean. Yeah. I should be happy I, that my parents <laughs> too completely embarrassed. <laughs> yes. Not since it's, my father sat in the front row of the vagina monologue. Yes. And I, I orgasmed on stage in front of him. Yes, I love this story. Uh, this might top that. This Possibly. might. Maybe they'll never. This no. might. No, it is odd. It's odd to just put it all out there, but it's also therapeutic as well. Really is. And yeah. also, you know what? Listening to you and Delia talking about this and being so open, I realize like there's never a point where I'm judgmental. I am like enthralled. I'm super interested and supportive of how vulnerable and open you guys have been. Oh, so thank that, you for that was encouraging that. when I was thinking of like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. But like if, if, if anyone else reacts the way that I reacted to you all, um, Great. Yeah. And it's just encouraging openness and sex positivity, and that's all good stuff. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you on, too, is because we had a woman reach out who is recently divorced. She's a single mom. And, you know, she's like, I know it's not the focus of your show, but if it you come across anything or if it comes up, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I did discuss it last week with, uh, or no, the week before last with Jerry. We talked a little bit about 
what that's like. But I think, you know, having someone that more people can relate to on the show is important because not everybody is just single and dating. Uh, you know, people have children and lives yeah. and they're go and they have exes in their lives mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a whole other yeah. That's a whole other situation with yeah. trying to meet a new partner and trying to move on into a new relationship. Mm-hmm. It definitely gives you more to navigate. And we can talk more about this again yeah. sometime, again yeah. sometime, hopefully. Yeah. But um, it gives you more to navigate. <clears throat> it also, two things, two quick things on that. Um, it I think put a little less pressure on me once I started dating again. The fact that I had um, just come out of a marriage and was still healing from that. And also that I have a kid put less pressure on me to make every new experience and date like Mm. so important and precious. Like Mm -hmm. I just wanted to do what I wanted to do and to feel good. And that was great. I'm really glad that I didn't have this pressure like, oh my God, I got to get married or I got to have a child or, you know, all of that. I was fortunate to be in a situation where I got to experience that. The second thing is that having a child and knowing that there's a whole other side of you, which is mom mode, Mm -hmm. um, it, it forces you to slow things down a little bit and to keep things, to just think about things before you do them and think about what do I want from this and how do I want to go about it. And that has served me really well. I think that has helped me to keep my head on straight and to, um, yeah, just do things with a lot of intention. Yeah. So I've been grateful for that. It hasn't been easy. No, But I, those are two good things. You know, yeah, it's not part of the plan, but then you've got a new plan and you you know, you have to figure it out. So uh, that's why I think women are fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. I think our show, um, I think our book next week is going to be Come As You Are, which I am super looking forward to. This was one that Dr. Jen recommended highly and one that was already on my list. So I can't wait to do that one. Uh, please email us if you have any questions or look for us on Instagram at Land Your Man Podcast. Gmail is landyourman at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. Tell your friends. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. You have to say bye. Like Bye. bye. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Land Your Man Podcast is a subsidiary of nothing and is produced in association with no one other than Carlinelle and Delia Knight.